welcome to the PG Daily. In today's episode, you will hear a conversation about guns in America between PGCC student Dennis Washington and a U.S. Marshal, Mr. Terry Weathers. I'd like to thank you for coming to my podcast, for listening to my podcast. Um, I'm Dennis Washington, and I'm here to talk about guns in America and gun safety. In the last decade, the black guns considered tactical weapons have been criminalized, decriminalized, criminalized, and decriminalized. Gun owners, they just want the state-of-the-art weapon. Other people who are against guns... Um, they feel that these guns are made for only killing people. And the truth of the matter is, that's what they were manufactured to do. They were military-grade arms. But when you leak these into the public, yeah, they become dangerous. And um, any weapon become dangerous. The weapon that you have to guard your home becomes dangerous, if not handled correctly. You know, it's estimated 40% of American homeowners own a weapon to guard their house. When you think about it statistically-wise, there are 326,478,000 people in the United States. There are 3,930,000 guns in the United States. That means there's more guns than there are people. Of course, there's a lot of people who collect multiple guns. Anyway, one of the subjects here is, is the fact that gun owners, by having a gun in your house, and if someone breaks into your house and a gun is involved, the murder rate of home invasions is three times more if you have a gun. And the reason of this is most gun owners don't know what to do with their gun when somebody invades their house. They might fumble around with it, trying to load it or looking for it. And then that person has access to your house. So I asked this question to U.S. Marshal. Terry Weathers, and here's what he had to say. Why do you have your weapon loaded? Why is it why is it loaded? I was like, well, at nighttime, it's best to have it loaded than to have it unloaded. Right? It's in a safe, it's in a secure location, but we have to practice on getting to that because at nighttime you got a split second when stuff happens. It doesn't happen in the movies like it's slowed down and you have all this time. Happens in a split second. So in that split second, what you have to do is you have to be able to get your weapon. You have to be able to know what's going on. You don't have the time to fumble around. So I said, we'll keep it loaded to the point which we call in the military condition three, where you would put the magazine inserted. They won't be around in the chamber. And what you'd have to do is you'd have to work the action in order to yeah, put chamber around. Chamber. But the magazine is inserted. So that way, that's one less thing you have to fumble around with. Because when the, the blink hits the fan, that's when, you know, you go to lizard brain. And I, I, I am more in the trying to get you to control lizard brain than to be doing fine motor skills. Yeah. You know? So what I did one night was... We were laying there and she was just, uh, she was like, yeah, you know, we don't need to have this. I said, okay, threat. And she completely didn't know what the heck to do. Oh, yeah. And I was like, see, that's how fast something would happen. And then she was like, okay, well, you know, that was just unexpected. I said, that's when it's going to happen, unexpected. So yeah. I said, now that that was unexpected, I want to say threat when you know it's coming. And I want to see if you're going to be able to get the weapon and do what you need to do. I said threat. 
She fumbled with getting the key. She fumbled with putting the key inside the, uh, the keyhole. <laughs> and then when she finally got it, it was like, well, I was like, they already in your room by now. It's, it's already been about a minute, minute and a half, you know, yeah. that you're doing all of this. And I said, that's what you have to understand. When it happens, it happens in a second. And you have to be ready for that. So statistic wise, 68 seconds, 68 seconds from when a, an intruder kicks down your front door to the time that you have to be ready for him, subdues the people in the house. And that's their main effort. For the most part of it, when there are home invasions, when the people are still at home, their first thing to do is to control the situation, to subdue the owners so the alarms don't go off. People, the police aren't called. Then they have control of your house and to take whatever they want. The thing about the person I talk with, Terry Weathers, he's a U.S. Marshal, owns a company that does small arms training. It's called Agency Small Arms Instruction. It's a state-of-the-art, smokeless shooting range. It's a it's a really good program. He showed me how this system works. It was amazing. I got in there, and I thought I was going to do good because I shoot myself. I, I'm a gun owner myself. And my first gun, I was seven years old. My dad bought us 22 rifles, seven years old, taught us how to shoot then. So I thought I was pretty proficient in, in handling a gun. But there's things that you have to consider. You have to consider, for instance, waking up in the middle of the night. Sometimes I wake up and I'm disoriented where I'm at. You know, I'm in my own bedroom. I wake up and I'm disoriented. What the, you know, maybe it's from an intense dream. So if somebody wakes you up and it shocks you, there's going to be a point of hesitation. What's going to have to do is you're going to have to clear your mind and then react to the situation. Are you ready for that? Can you, in 68 seconds, can you come from a dead rim sleep or slumber and wake up and suddenly remember what was going on? That's a hard thing to do. And um, Terry kind of pointed it out to me. Yeah, I never even thought about doing drills. Mm -hmm. And what that drill does and drilling and also knowing your weapon, what that does for you is it gives you precious seconds, you know, precious time that you don't have because you have the confidence in what you're doing, what you're working to, which that's what my motto is, know you're working to. Mm -hmm. It gives you that confidence so that way if something comes into your environment, you're able to deal with it more because you you have that confidence of being able to manipulate your weapon. You don't have to take a shot. And one of the things that I also harp on is I know there's four basic firearm safety rules, but for me, I I harp on the fifth, and that's knowing your target, your backstop, and what lies beyond that. And I really harp on that about people, especially when they want to buy a lot of AR-15s and a lot of high-powered handguns for their home defense in an environment where we're close in in the suburbs like we are. Yeah. Because I, I stress to them to understand that this isn't TV. That round is going to continue through that person into the next room and possibly out the door and into your neighbor's house. You know, and you don't want to be in a situation where you have to engage and you're doing so. You didn't have the proper how about I say platform to use to where you don't have to, you can mitigate that the collateral damage that could come from that. Mm. So I, I also, also uh, teach a little bit about the ballistic side of the house and choosing the proper uh, platform for you and your environment. Yeah. 
Yeah, but a shotgun. A shotgun is perfect, and I love shotguns. I don't know if shotguns get a bad rap. You know, everybody think that uh, shotguns aren't good because they want the AR-15s and everything, which I love those as well. Yeah. You know, but in an urban environment, shotgun is the best, and uh, it you, you can control the penetration on that by selecting what shot you use, and it's 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 a real uh, lizard brain weapon. You just point it in that direction. Yeah, in the vicinity, <laughs> you know. And if you really don't want to kill them, hit them with some bird shots or That's something. Right. You know, yeah, just pepper them. Pepper You know, the way I have mine set up is uh, I have bird shot, then I have rock salt, then I have a little bit more uh, heavy bird shot, and then it goes into a. a uh, double up. Yeah, so if they took three of them, yeah. it, it's just, you know, <laughs> well, this fool's still coming. <laughs> All right, it's time, time to end this parade. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, so, Terry Weathers, U.S. Marshal and owner of Agency Small Arms Instruction LLC. So, after I talked with Terry, um, he took me to his facility and I was impressed. He loaded up program after program scenarios where you have to talk the guy out of shooting the clerk or you just he pulls a gun and if you're fast enough you can stop it he was showing me scenarios where you're in your home and somebody's coming into your home what do you do then you know at what point do you take the shot and this thing it it uh, literally tells you, you know, you can shoot the wrong person. You know, you can, it tries to trick you. But by doing this with the, with the smokeless firing range, I was able to um, eliminate different predators. I was able to practice shooting, you know, practice shooting at, at targets, plates, you name it. Things popping up. So it got me into this mood. You know, I was like, wow, that was, that was really slick. So. After that, I figured, wow, you know what would be a really good part of this? If I go out right now and take my rifle and go out to the range and see how close it is to the to uh, to the um, real simulation. Thing about it is, um, I haven't shot that my rifle before. I've been shooting twenty two rifles and you know shotguns. I, I shoot shotguns not that much, but I I shoot twenty two rifles. They're not that loud. When I got out to the range. I wore I wore ear protection over my ears, so you know the pop wasn't that bad. The thing about it was, it was the concussion that came with the pop. There's actually a force that lifts dust from the ground on these guns, and I was at the range, and there were three other shooters with me. But each time, you know, the person was shooting, you felt what it was doing. You could see what it did to the target you can see the force behind it as it slammed into a tire in the back you know a diesel truck tire in the back or hit the dirt or whatever wherever the projectile went but you can see the force behind it and the damage it did if you i'm saying that to say this if you don't bring a gun into a situation it's probably going to be a, a less heightened situation there's still a high chance of something awful is going to happen Police protection is there. They can get there in a in a diligent amount of time. But it's just that sometimes when there's not an available unit, you may fall by the wayside. It can be just as dangerous not being trained or just randomly shooting off shots. It can be just as dangerous as it is and not have a gun because you're bringing a gun into the situation. If they 
came into your house and they were thinking strong arm robbery where they're just going to punch you or they're going to stab you or something, you might have a better chance with a gun or, or you just introduced a gun to this situation, a gun that they didn't have before. Now they have another gun or they have your gun. You have to be just as careful as that. And to be prepared to to handle something like that is the best thing to be. Be prepared. Um, these training classes, the guy that does these, Terry, oh, he's no slouch. You should listen to what he... Here's what I asked him. So, Terry, what credentials do you have? Okay, so I'm a 22-year-and-a-day uh, retired uh, Naval Master at Arms. Uh, my background in firearms is I've been in firearms instruction pretty much since I joined the military. And I started out as a cook, but then as a cook and when you're on a ship, you you, you kind of get put into a bunch of different jobs. And I wound up being on a team where you're clearing the ship you know, for security, for firearms. So that forever changed my trajectory. And I started to love firearms. And after about three years, I changed my job to become a uh, military police in the Navy. We called them master at arms. Um, I had the pleasure of working for Kennedy Irregular Warfare Center, where there was retired Navy SEALs and Green Berets and everything. And they sent me to the... Federal Law Enforcement Training Center, which is Fletsy, where your Secret Service, your uh, FBI, and everybody goes for training. And I got to be a firearms instructor from them. And they also sent me to the old Blackwater site to get their expeditionary training. And I learned from a lot of team guys on how to properly shoot and manipulate the weapon before I went there. So when I went to Fletsy, it was like just another another day at the range. Oh, yeah. Those places have kind of molded where I am with my uh, firearms. And I was credentialed through Fletsy. Um, also went to the, uh, the Center for Security Forces uh, class. So it's called AT Trace Suit, where I became a non-lethal weapons instructor as well. And they have uh, credentialed me to do what I do now. And I just recently went through Fletzy as a federal law enforcement cadet. So if you decide to be a gun owner, you have to commit to that. That means that you have to learn how to protect your home. The gun just doesn't teach you that automatically. The firearm, you can't choose a bazooka because you're going to blow up everything around you. You might kill somebody that's an innocent bystander. And the choice, the choice is yours. You either anti-gun and hopefully the police will save your life or... Just pray to God that nobody will invade your house. So whatever your choice is, whether you choose to have a gun, be safe. If you choose not to have a gun, be aware. But all together, have a great night. This is Dennis Washington, and I'm signing off. Thank you for coming. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect the views of Prince George's Community College, its faculty, staff, or its affiliates. This show was for educational purposes only. The PG Daily is produced by Heavenly Bee and David Smalls and is executively produced by Dale Roden.